The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Welcome back. Episode 177. Forgot to hit the unmute buttons. I went to go talk. Couldn't hear myself. Um, we are here in the office, finally getting around to doing another podcast. We're not ahead of schedule. We're not behind schedule. So we're right on schedule with everything, which is nice, which is a rarity for us. But um, we wanted to get on and do a podcast, and we're calling this one Tell Better Stories. But this one's going to kind of jump into a lot of different things. And the first thing being... We uh, we released the film with NWTF Sunday the 30th of April. Today a little is, more than a week. Yeah, today is May the 10th. So, yeah, 11 days ago. And the response has been incredible. Um, we've had a lot of people really, really, really enjoy it. And um, obviously, you know, it not being a, a happy ending or necessarily in like an upbeat, fun, happy story like a lot of outdoor films are. Um we got a lot of like, oh man, that was deep, or you know, that one hit home. I got, I can't tell you how many, you know, five or six different people that sent me screenshots of missed phone calls and you know, screenshots of text messages that they still send their dad or their granddad even after they're gone. So it really, really, really struck a chord, and it made us really sit back and think, or me anyway, I don't know about y'all, made me really sit back and think about, okay, what's next for us? And I'm not going to tell you what's next, but. It's made me think about the next film that we want to do and the way we want to do it and what story we want to tell. And that's kind of where we get to the name of the podcast, Tell Better Stories. And even further than that, Tell Harder Stories. Um, When we set out to do the call, we were going to enter it in a film festival, which we did. We entered it in Badlands. And um, we're not sure what happened we have our theories, let's just say that, of it didn't get picked even in the like the preliminaries to even be viewed in Badlands. Their prerogative, I get it. But we watched the films that were, and they were like every other film that I've ever seen in the history of ever. Not to say they weren't good, but they weren't films. Again, we're going to go back to this. They weren't films. They are glorified web episodes. And um, I mean, I would venture to say there were like, if you were to just base it on, I, there's a lot of criteria that goes on into picking what film should be in a film festival. Um, I think quality, just general quality, should be one of them. And, I mean, just based on that alone, ours far, far uh, exceeded, exceeded Words a, are hard. a few of those. Yeah. So, but even, let's not get into the quality or anything. Let's get into what I feel is like not necessarily a misjustice to us, 
which it was, um, you know, I was never going to talk negatively about a film festival or other films until we did one of our own because I wanted to make sure our first one was on our own terms, was self-funded, and was truly different than everything I'd ever seen. And I think we did that. I know we self-funded it. Very certain of that (laughs) one. Um, I know the story was different. I know we did it on our own terms for the most part. There's things we change now. Um, But everything about it was different. Um, We set about making sure every common thread, every common theme, every common thing that had ever been done in every quote-unquote film we'd ever seen at any film festival, we did the opposite of that. And uh, I've heard for going over 11 years now, you know, man, we're going to do this TV show or we're going to do this web series or we're going to do this film and it's going to be different. Okay, I've yet to see one that's different. And I think ours is. Um, I truly do. Um, does it have through lines of other things? No. <laughs> no, it's it's everything about it's different. And we did that on purpose. Everything we did in that film was for a purpose. And then we put our heart and soul into it. We entered in a film festival and We didn't even get a we didn't even get an email we back. Did, we didn't, we didn't get, even get an email saying We don't know hey, if they thanks watched for it. your thanks for your submission. Uh like you didn't get chosen this time. We didn't even get one of those. It was just uh I think they one day they announced on Instagram yeah. who was in the film They didn't fest. even tell us they announced it. And we we're like, "Oh, we're not in it." We we don't even know if they watched it. I'm fairly sure they did not watch the whole thing if they did watch it. And um when you go back and watch some of the films that made it, some of them are okay. They're again web shows. Some of them are terrible. Um but the common theme that we did see throughout was they were either people that knew the people at Badlands or they were wearing Badlands gear. I get it. I understand why. And do I did I enter it to win Badlands? It's like, yeah, that'd have been cool. But we entered it because we wanted the people that it means the most to be able to see it. And I think the best thing that happened was Badlands not picking it because NWTF saw it and they put it out and way more people saw that through NWTF and through our channels and through people that we know and sharing and like and kind of went crazy for a couple of days there. That's who we wanted to see it. And it's still going. Um, I'm still getting messages about it. Um, Jamie hasn't even released it yet. He's like, I'm purposely waiting for it to die down. Then I'm going to re-release it on his. So, um, and NWTF has called us and it's like, what can we do next? You know, we want to do something again. We want to keep pushing this narrative until better stories. Um, I think that what we did, at the very least, what we did, I hope it challenges content creators that are even more you know skilled than we are to tell better stories, to tell better versions of stories, to tell harder stories, um, and do it on your own terms. We, we set out to do a film on our own terms, but we, we wanted to put it in Badlands. We will not be putting anything else in Badlands. We will not grace the doorsteps of that place anymore because that place is a joke. So we will be doing things on our own terms. We'll be doing it the way we want to do it, and we'll show it to the people we want to show it to the way we want it to be shown, whether that's with another company, whether that's by ourselves, 
whether that's just to show it to friends of ours. Um, but I think that staying true to what we set out to do was the number one goal, and I think we did that. Um, we, I don't know, you know, I don't know if whoever at Badlands just didn't get it, didn't watch it all the way through. Um, and I'd love to know if you do see this, if somebody sends it to you, I'd love to know the reasons. Um, just because I watched what you put out and not to say ours was better, but it was different than everything else you put out. And maybe you have a narrative that you were wanting to push is, you know, the, the grip and grin at the end, which ours did not have. But, um, to say that what we did wouldn't have been impactful to the people in that room is crazy. I mean, I think there's a lot there's a lot to say about what wins, what's good, what's bad. A lot of that is subjective, like we say a lot of the times. Um, but withholding a lot of my subjectivity as much as I can, I think that our film... I'm comfortable saying that our film... Uh, Deserves isn't necessarily the right word, but but certainly had the merit to be shown in the film festival. Oh, yeah. Um, now, like you said, whether it had won, obviously, uh, the way Badlands work, it's a crowd favorite. Um, but I think that just all things aside, I think that our film 100% should have been shown at Badlands. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that's not me coming from uh, the viewpoint of being uh, an elitist uh, or being a, you know, person who's like, well, you know, I made it. It's that good. Um, you guys can vouch for this. I'm, I'm very critical of <clears throat> my own work and our work and uh, very quick to be honest about what I think um, the quality of something is, whether I did it or somebody else did it. Uh, and I, I think truthfully, truly, um, Ours was good enough to be amongst the films that they picked. Oh, and, um, and to be to be fair, we're going to be biased no matter which way you put it because sure. it's our film. But if you're solely if you're going into a film festival like you said earlier, quality has to be part of the parameters that you choose a film off of. Like it doesn't matter. Like if it didn't get chosen because it doesn't meet the the narrative or whatever you're brand is or whatever for the film festival then that's completely fine but there's no way they can say that they didn't choose it based off of quality well we here's the thing that gets me more than anything not again not getting chosen not anything not an email that said they received it not an email that said they watched it not an email with feedback of here's why it's like it went off into the into the nothingness now we we have a friend i will not say his name but he knows some people at Badlands and is good friends of ours, has some insider info at Badlands, and he suspects, based off of recent years, that they probably got somewhere between 100 to 200 films submitted for the festival. Films? We're using yeah. that term lightly. Episodes for the film festival, for the episode festival. And <laughs> episode festival. And the standalone, he, the standalone YouTube episode. And we, we showed it to him. And he cried when he watched it, and he said basically what they probably do is they get all the submissions and they scrub through every single one of them to see if they like something that they like. And if they don't, they throw it out. And whichever ones they do see, Big Deer, Big Elk, Badlands, whatever it is, they go through and watch it, and then that gets thrown into a pool where they choose from. So I have the feeling that they scrub through 
And one, it was about turkeys, which no one ever does at Badlands. There's never turkey films there. It wasn't about turkeys. But, but there were turkeys yeah. in it. And it didn't have a giant deer in it. So it kind of just got poo-pooed out to the side. Is my that That's my take on what I think happened. And I think, <clears throat> I think that, just generally speaking, I would love for the hunting industry to have a film festival an where, actual, an where, actual film where festival. getting into that film festival meant something and there was um, prestige around that yeah. uh, for the sake of everybody who does this out of a passion like we do. Um, Badlands is supposed to be that. Yeah. Badlands is, there. there's supposed to be a, a level of clout if you want to if you want to put it that way that you get it used to be from, not anymore well i mean i think it's still perceived this way because i i truly think that one uh generally in the hunting industry mediocrity is accepted if not encouraged s- uh, encouraged <laughs> and, and is the standard place yeah um two i don't think that audiences know anything but that so they don't expect more and uh uh, I think that just generally because you can get social hype from being in Badlands, it still carries a, a certain amount of clout, right? Um, and I don't think it should. I think that over and over again, we've seen the films that go in there. Um, and I've been over there for five straight Five or six yeah. straight years, and they have not gotten any better. If nothing, yeah. Else and over and over worse. again, they've told the same handful of storylines with different characters or different locations, uh, with the same types of shots, the same types of music, the same types of styles, uh, and they don't get any better. You don't see anything new, and I don't think you're seeing the type of work that should be held held above other work, right? Yeah. A film festival is supposed to be a place where these are examples of something excellent within this general scope, right? There's lots of film festivals that deal with a lot of different industries and themes and, and passion groups. And all of those film festivals' goal is to uh, showcase pieces of media that... Are the best uh, impact and the best are the best of the best and impact those communities, um, and you it's both right. You have to do both. You have to make something that's good and you have to make something that's impactful. Um, and I feel like at Badlands you get things that are maybe like fifty percent impactful, right? Uh, and the quality is hit or miss for a lot of it. I mean, it's a lot of miss. Sometimes I I've seen things in there and like, how did that out of two hundred films? How that, that was the picked? best. That was the like best. That was the that top they, yeah. fifteen. It's that like was our, in the top fifteen. It's like our uh, our president. It's like that's the best we could come up with, right? Out of all the choices, and that's the best we could come up well, with. And, and, I, and I would like to see. Sorry, Clay. I just want to get no, this you're thought fine. out. I'm, I know. I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see a film festival where you're truly getting the best of the best. Well, because I know for a fact yeah. we. Only we made something that was very good. I know that there are other people that who are, are making things that are very good, if not better than us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's people who we don't know that are making that stuff who deserve, I think, 
a place to be able to put it where the success of that is not based on can you hype it on social media? It means something. Right? Like they can get their work in front of an audience without having to have the millions of followers uh, that you would have to have to get most work in front of anybody's faces nowadays. Because if you're not playing the social media game, your work's not getting in front of people. And there's some very, very talented people who don't play the social media game that should be seen. And there's some pieces that should be seen. And I think that Badlands is not representing uh, the hunting industry and not doing justice to our industry by basically accepting mediocrity and being what we suspect a, a good a good old boys club. Well, the only way that you the only way you change it is you got to get a brand from being the head of it. You've yeah. got to get it to be some sort of independent. You know, even like the full draw film tour. Well, even that one's going to have bias because they want something. They want an archery hunt. You know, you've got to make it to where it's very, very, you know, almost like a, what's the what's the independent film festival that happens all the time? Sundance. Every, Sundance. It's almost got to be a Sundance type. I mean, there's tons and tons of them. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. But Sundance is like, if you get your film in Sundance, mm-hmm. like, it's prestigious. Yeah, you've 100%. Done. And a lot of people who get their films in Sundance, I mean, it's like a lot of times it's a short film that's a pilot for a longer film yeah. or uh, a ver- uh, like a really impactful small documentary or something like that. And that's what, that's, there's levels to that. I mean, there's all kinds of film festivals. Um, and that's what I'm trying to say is I think there needs, I would love for there to be something like that in the hunting industry. A Sundance, yeah. I'd you love know? for that too. I think the problem is, is coming at it from like your standpoint, the people that have the ability and the knowledge to, and the skill to put something together like we did and put it in Badlands have the same issue that we had, which is why it took us two and a half years to do it. They don't have the time during hunting season to go film a hunting or a non-hunting piece, whatever it is, to enter it into Badlands. Like, if you're if you have the ability to be, be making something like we did, or even better, which is possible, you don't have the time to go set off probably if we worked on this every day it'd probably take us what three months of work yeah, it would two take months us that long no i mean i would say a month but you don't you don't have the time to go and set that apart and make that just to put it in badlands there's got to be a monetary there's got to be some sort of reason there's got to be a there's got to there's got to be incentive because you know like you're saying the best creators are never ever going to put a film in there because they're too busy doing stuff for clients, but if there was a reason for them to do it, you'd see some incredible stuff. Um, and it would be different than what you're oh used yeah, to Oh, yeah, it'd seeing. actually be a film. And you, um, might, you might have brands commission films. Yeah, which is fine. put their money behind films for the sake of putting it in there, which but is it, not uncommon. At least yeah. it's behind the film and not behind the festival. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, whatever, if Vortex or whatever wanted to put their name behind a film, that's a lot different than Vortex being in charge of the film festival. Yeah. Where if someone was wearing a pair of Swaros or a pair of Mavens or something, like, they might want to poo-poo on them because it's not a Vortex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, too, it's like, you know, we couldn't do the film festival. Someone else is going to have to do it because then we're going to be biased. You know, and I like things that Ryder doesn't like, that Clay doesn't like, and, you know, vice versa. So it's, 
Well, I think it's, it's a – It's got to be a panel. It's got to yeah, be – a good film festival is a panel. Well, yeah, I don't think Badlands is a panel. No. Um, it's got to be – it's got to be objective. It's got to be non-brand. It's got to be a film. Um, it's got to meet some criteria. And the fact that, like, the thing that helped, killed us the most on the Badlands ones was it had to be under 10 minutes. Like, we could have made it longer, um, but we kept it under 10 minutes for that reason. And um, I think, you know, I'm not, I don't think I heard it, but um, you can't really tell a great story. And t- I mean, I guess you can tell a great story in 10 minutes, but I think it, I think it needs to be a little more open-ended than that. I think Unless it needs to be voiceover interviews. Yeah. I think so, generally a short film is considered like less than half an hour. Right. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I think that let's Google it. I think that generally once you get into an hour, like an hour is a feature length feature film. Yeah. You know, um, I think that generally it's like 15, 20, 30 minutes ish. Right. Um, 40 minutes or less. Is that Sunday? Including all credits. A short film is defined as an original motion picture that has a running time of 40 minutes or less, including all credits. Is that from Sundance? Uh, that's from the Oscars.org. Oh. And, and there's categories. I mean, you know, a, a good film festival usually has different categories to enter, um, <clears throat> different skill levels, different topics, different lengths, different whatever. Um, and you could certainly do that. You know, you could do a... A so Sundance, they have to be under 50. Yeah. And I mean, you go, I think there's a, you could go look at some of the things that have been in Sundance and it's, yeah, it's uh, legit. It's pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, you oh know. yeah. How many times have you watched a movie and it's like from Sundance or you know, Sundance, whatever, you know, that's yeah. where it originated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, there's a lot of industries and, and like I said, niche kind of passion groups that have their own film festivals. Um, at the hunting industry, I mean, they Badlands is supposed to be that, but it would, I it, think th- I think it's deeply flawed. It would it would be nice if the hunting industry could do a film festival where you knew you could do a film and it had a chance to get picked for the finalists if it wasn't about a hunt or have a kill in it. I mean, because. Well, that's what we said as soon as we entered it. You is take the kill out of it. People aren't going to be able to tell a story. I mean, there's going to be so few people. We did it. I, and that's what I'm saying. There's so few people. If you take the kill out of it, they're going to say, like, well, then what's the point? And that, that's that's where I'm getting at with, like, tell a better story. If you're relying on killing something to tell your story, then is it that good of a story? Right. You know, that, but, that's well, kind of what I'm getting then at. Then you'll, you'll narrow down your submissions from 200 to mm-hmm. 70. 75, if that. But also, yeah. at the same time, if you get 250 submissions, is it not your duty to watch them? Right. If you're going to have, if you're going to have, and again, we don't have, we don't know for sure that they didn't watch all of them right. and that they didn't watch ours. We have a sneaking suspicion, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, say for sure, hey, they're not watching it, right? Because they might be, and maybe they just hated it. And if they did, then. They're the first people to hate it. And if you did, we'd love to know. Just let us know, and we will, we will definitely tell people like, oh, they just didn't pick it because they didn't like it, which is fine. Um, but I think that if you're gonna have a film festival, you gotta watch the submissions. There's got to be a process, you know. Film festivals have a process. I know one person isn't. I know you're smiling because I said process, but 
one person probably isn't having to watch the th- thousands of film that they get into Sundance. Maybe they're splitting them up somehow. Um, like a like a bracketed sort of system. I don't know. But I am sure they're watching the films. They're probably taking, say, there's 150 film submissions or whatever, and there's five panel judges. Each panel is, or each judge is probably getting given whatever, 25 films, and they have to go through this rubric and grade them strictly only off of that rubric. And then whichever ones score the highest, yeah, they take, and then they, they keep narrowing it down. I mean, heck, look at the freaking Oscars. How many films, how many movies come out a year? Right. And they have to watch, they, are, they get watched, you know? But not all of them at the same time by the same people. Yeah, so there's a way to do it. And if you're going to have a film festival, watch the freaking films. Yeah. It's that, it's that easy. Yeah. And if you're not, don't have a freaking yeah. film festival. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, you're not doing anybody justice. Yeah. You're basically half-arsing it. Yeah. What are you looking at? I'm looking at Sundance Film Festival submissions. It's already passed for 2023. Can we, like, we submit ours? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't think ours is that good. I'd like to see. <laughs> I don't know if we're someone into someone Sundance. has someone has to it's not, not like no, it. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's good enough for that. But I'm like, how funny would it be to submit it to Sundance? But it didn't make it into Badlands. That'd be funny. It would be. Um. Anyway. Um. So anyway, let's get off of Badlands for a minute. Um. Nothing against those guys. They it's their film festival. They can do what they want. Just our opinion. Um. Do anyway, it better. Do do better. You could do what you want. Do it better. <laughs> um. But I want to get into more of like telling better stories. And uh, then we're going to get into a live critique of a former student's video that he sent Ryer. We're going to start making this a thing. So if you've got a uh, video that you have shot and edited or edited or shot or whatever, and you want us to go through it. Are there any other options in there? Shot and edited, yeah. shot, edited, DP, edited, and yeah, shot. Yeah. So if you have anything that you saw, produced, funded. He just can't help himself. If you've got anything. Sound design. Would you like to do the podcast? I'm on it right now. I am doing it. You want me to straighten the other eye out too? Read, read the voiceover. Yeah. And you're currently eating a sandwich. I'm hungry. Colored, I didn't get to finish it. Colored. God. If you have a, a Were piece you a of work. If you have a piece of work that you would like us to live critique, good, bad, or not, good, bad, or ugly, then uh, send it to one of us. We'll figure it out. And make sure you put in there that you want us to do it on the podcast because otherwise we might do it and you'll be mortified. Um, so Also, don't send us something that you don't want put out yet because we record these and then put them on YouTube. So yeah, if it's not story. something you want put out, nice, send it to Nice us. PSA, Clay. Um, so when... Know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. <laughs> He's like a child. He's oblivious. He is. He really is. We can't do a podcast because Roger's eating a sandwich. It would be rude to talk with my mouth open with full food. Don't eat during the podcast. <laughs> it would be really simple. I just spit all over my computer. Yeah, you just made more of a mess getting angry at me than I did eating a whole sandwich. Jesus Christ. I was hungry. You couldn't have waited 45 minutes. Oh, this is going to take way longer than 45 minutes. So when, you, when I say tell better stories, what do you think of? 
Clay, when I say tell better stories, what do you think of? Um, I mean, a lot of things, not one thing specifically. Okay. That was um, a great answer, Clay. A lot of insight in that one. <laughs> God. Um, I think of show me, don't tell me. Um, I think of um, adding some type of emotion. Or um, eliciting some type of emotion, yeah. yeah. Emotion, I think emotion's a big one. Like, yeah. make make there be a feeling, whether it's a good, bad, happy, whatever it to, is, angry. Even to add to that, though, I don't. I think you have to add emotion, but you don't pander to something. You know, like if there's somebody with an illness and you use them to elicit that emotion. It's like, not about the illness. Yeah, it's not about the illness. Uh, you, you, I don't think you pander or you... Use it as a crutch. Use something as a crutch. I think you figure out a way to tell a better version of that story. Um, you know, tell a deeper thing about a person, a place, a thing, a time. Um, and that's, you know, when we struggle with that. I'm not even going to say we don't. You know, this idea just kind of hit me going down the road. But it was one of those, it's like, okay, now how do we do this? And, and you know, the current ideas that we have, we're in the same boat. How do we do this? How do we do it effectively? How do we... First of all, just to be completely honest, how do we do this and not cost me out of pocket this time? Um, because that's how I would really like to do it. It's like somebody at least pay enough to break even on the deal. Um, but A big question, like, because usually when we get a project or someone comes to us or we have an idea, all three of us, you know, sit down or we get on the phone and we include Joe and it's like, okay, this is what we want to do. This is the idea. This is how everyone else has done it. And usually the very first question we all say is how do we do it different? Truly different, because people say that all the time. How many times, Ryer and Clay, have you, I know I have, this is countless to me, I've had people pitch me an idea for a series or a film or whatever, and their whole shtick, their whole way it's different is like, we're just regular old good old boys. You know, we're just we're just like everybody else. That's how it's going to be different. We get that from clients a lot. And I'm like, that is literally the premise, to half of the pieces of content that are put out. Nothing about that is different. I think there's two premises to outdoor content. There's the good old boys that are just regular guys having fun with their buddies, yeah. or it's I got a lot of money and I can go on any hunt I want. Yeah. It's literally one of those like, two things. You're either the good old boys or you're the professionals. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of like your two standard themes, right? Because you got, you got a Waddell. He's kind of the good old boys. Then you've got the Primos guys, the small town hunting guys, yeah. you know, all those. And then you've got something like the crush. Lee Lakowski is the expert. Yeah. He's the professional. Yeah. Right? You've got something like uh well, I would say Renella kind of does a little bit of both, doesn't he? Uh, a little bit. But then you, you know, um, you won't talk about the professional side of it. You talk about Swarovski's Optics Quest. You talk about um uh Jim Shockey's old show, um, Uncharted. You talk about, you know, there's so many shows out there that, you know, do those huge, you know, out-of-the-country slams and super slams and all those type of things. It's like, that's cool. It's very unrelatable. And there's no, you know, I'm not saying don't do these things. I'm just saying it's been done. Um, I don't have any problem with you going and creating episodes and, or a film around those things, but I think that you've got to figure out a better version of that story. 
Um, or if, if if that's what you like to see and that's what you like to watch and that's what you want to create, that's fine. But don't pitch it as being different. Mm-hmm. Well, if I think I think too, <clears throat> you can do the same thing but do it differently. Look sure. at yep. look at uh, something like The Office and something like Parks and Rec. At their core, those are the same show, right? It's about a group of people who work together in a, in at somewhere. Yeah. Right? But those are two very different shows. Um, Love them both. And, yeah, a lot of people will watch them both. And you like different characters. There's different interactions. There's a different style, a different mood, a different interaction. It's the same general story, but it's done differently. And there's, I think somebody said there's maybe five types of stories that humans have been telling forever. So there's really only five types of stories Yeah. at a, at a big up. macro level. Um, and it's the same stories that humanity has been telling since we've got the ability to tell stories. Um, so I think you're not necessarily going to be able to tell always a different type of story, but you can tell it differently. And there's so many... Uh, iterations and themes and genres and styles and uh, minute details and uh, ways to tell a story and more concise themes in a story that can be different, right? If you think of the five types of stories. Seven. Seven? seven. Okay. Well, I was close. Um, You're just off by two. I know. Uh, Do you want me to read them out? In a second. I'll get there. There's seven types of major, what is it? What does it call it? Just seven types of stories. So there's seven major types of stories. But obviously within those, there's hundreds of millions of different stories. And all of them are unique because uh, they deal with something unique. And they may make you think or feel something a little differently than another one in the same general column. Yeah. Um, but... At the end of the day, there's only so many types of stories. It's how do you yeah. make how do you make it different using any variety of of different choices when telling the story. Yeah, so essentially this breaks it down into seven basic plots. Number one is overcoming the monster. Number two is rags to riches. Three is the quest. Four is voyage and return. Five is rebirth. Six is comedy. Seven is tragedy. And then they break the plots down even simpler to happy ending, unhappy ending, and tragedy. Yeah, so, you know, there's... Oh, I like this. And then they've got this. Rags to riches is a rise. A tragedy or riches to rags is a fall. Man in a hole is fall to rise. Icarus, rise to fall. Cinderella, rise, fall, rise. Um, How do you say that? Oedipus. Oedipus, fall, rise, fall. So I mean, you could take the same the same show or series idea, right? The concept. And you could shoot it in a documentary, documentary fly-on-the-wall type approach. Um, or you could shoot it in a very talk-to-the-camera, tell-me-what-you're-doing-this-is-what-we're-doing interview type style. And they could be two completely different shows. It's the same idea, but the style in which they were shot and edited was what made them completely different. Yeah, I think, to get back to your original question, Caleb, uh, like... You what, finally came around to the answer? What? I mean, Six I, minutes later? Cool. Well, we got off on a mm-hmm. tangent. 
You let we, Clay go. We. Core, go ahead. Did I do I this? I was part of that. Yeah. I was part of that. I was over here quiet while you guys were talking. We. Mm. I'm the one that keeps us on task we're all the time. We're all in this together. It's <laughs> from high school musical. Um, <clears throat> I think... I think a story is something that makes somebody think or feel something, right? Think of all of the good stories you've been told, all of the good movies you've watched, all of the good books you've read. A common theme between all of them, if you like them, is they either made you feel something or they made you think about something or both, usually both. Uh, A good documentary will usually make you feel, but it might also make you think. It might make you reevaluate what you've been doing as a human, what you've been thinking, your views or or thoughts on a subject that's presented. Or, uh, you know, it might be exposing something that you didn't know existed before. Uh, A lot of narrative stories kind of may have the same sort of approach. Or, you know, if it's funny, they made you feel happy. If it's sad, they made you feel sad. If, uh, you know, it's Batman, it made you think about the duality of good and evil and how maybe somebody is good, but maybe they're also kind of a little bit bad, you know? It made me want a Batmobile. Right. Um, I think at its heart, a story is something that makes you think or feel. Um and I think that a lot of the times in our industry, though that is left out, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of what we put out in this industry, we as a collective industry, and what people watch is not so much of a story as it is just blanket entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's something to put in front of your eyes to pass time. You know, it's not really making you think or feel something. It's just straight entertainment. Um, And I think if you even look at some of the, you look at an office. Yes, an office is just something that you just put on and you you mindlessly watch it. But if you really analyze it, still at the heart of the office, there are character arcs. There are uh, situations that as you're watching, you may think, oh, that's kind of, I don't like that, or that's kind of cringeworthy, or, you know, they may point out some kind of social problem in a humorous way, and it makes you think about it in a different light, you know? So even though it's a just pure entertainment, and most of the time you just kind of watch it, um, there it, it's still making you think about certain things. I think, I mean, even comedy, what is, I've heard, People say stand-up comedy uh, is one of the best vessels to talk about social problems. Oh, yeah. Because they use comedy to reframe how people think about something. They don't have a fact they're getting attacked about something. Right. It's always in the form of a joke. Right. And so even something that stand-up comedy should be purely entertainment. A lot of times, if you watch good stand-up comedians, go watch Dave Chappelle. One of probably the best. the best stand-up comedians of all time. His entire act is based on him essentially uh, like showing you social problems from a different light. 
Mm-hmm. That's his whole act. And it's hilarious, but you may also think about something a little bit different. Yeah. And I think that when you are telling stories, you want to think about that. You want to think, how can I make somebody think about something? How can I make somebody feel something? How can I make somebody think about something because they're feeling something? How can I uh, paint a new light on something that's been covered before? How can I uh, make people think differently about something that they've seen before? Or show them something they haven't seen before? I I I think that's what separates just putting something out there from really trying to tell a good story. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to get people in the hunting industry to tell stories based off of all of the things that happen before the animal comes in and gets shot. Because, like, you think about it, people watch hunting content for the last third of the episode or whatever where the animal comes in, gets shot, and the people grab it, grip and grin, right? But, like, you go watch a movie, you don't go watch a movie because in the trailer it shows you this, whatever, this bad guy getting a dome piece from some sniper, right? Like, I mean, sometimes I do. You go watch it because there's cool jets flying and people, whatever, jumping over bombs or whatever. Like, it's all the cool stuff in the middle that makes you want to watch it, not the last eight minutes of the, of the movie. And I wonder if there's a way to create a series or something where each, like, say it's an eight-part episode web series that, each part builds on to the previous, almost like a chapter book, where instead of an episode, you have a plot that starts and ends in 8 to 12 minutes, but that plot develops over the entire 8. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be cool. Don't take my idea. No, I'm, I think that vent's closed. Is that vent behind you closed? Yes. For show, for show. It might why be it's why so it's so hot in here. How is that vent closed? I'm just looking. I was looking behind you. That, uh, is it nothing, blowing? Nothing coming out. Well, of it. it's because the thermostat's downstairs. Oh, huh. Well, good to know. Um, so, anything else on that? Because I want to get to the. We're 40 minutes in, and I want to get to this uh, critique. Because that's going to take a minute. Uh, Devin in the chat said that he likes something that he can relate to that draws you in, and I think. I think that is a really good point. I think that a lot of times uh, a good story is relatable. You know, you can relate to it. Um, <clears throat> I think that's part of the reason why shows like The Office and Parks and Rec are so successful because they have a character in there that you relate to. Everybody relates to different characters, but there's a character in there or a situation or something that you can relate to, and people really like that. They give you five or six options. That like, and you, In shows like that, people always have a character they love and they have a character they hate. Oh, yeah. Always. I can tell you which ones I like and don't like. Every story I've ever watched. And I mean, I think I that say w- that. I think about Justified. Do you ever watch Justified? We need to do, we're going to do another movie podcast and series podcast. I watched a few episodes. Clay can't be there because well, he hasn't watched promised, anything since. Last time we did that, we promised that we were all going to watch him. We haven't done that yet. That was like months ago. Yeah, and I didn't, Killing, Killing Them Softly was a movie we were supposed to watch. Um, I've already seen that like six times. Yeah. Well, yeah, Clay can't do the podcast because he still hasn't watched anything but fishing on YouTube. Um, Sometimes he watches baseball. I was watching golf earlier today. Come on, Clay. I was just having a conversation about how maybe when I grow up, 
I'm going to be that guy who, like, watches golf on Sunday, but I'm not really watching golf. I'm sleeping. 28. I'm napping. You're 28. You're grown now. I, no. When I grow up, like, when I'm, s- old, I don't know. Old and 36. Sef- 70, 80. Old whenever, and 36. Whenever, you're not going to care about golf when you're 70. No, that's the whole point. I don't care. <laughs> it's just something to put on the TV so that it's not silent, but I don't care enough about it to actually watch it, and I'll nap. Well, when, when you, in 10 years, when you're 36 and old, you can, you can watch it. That's true. I'm getting there. What's it like, Caleb? So Broken Straw Media Being said old. he likes telling the entire story, the good and the bad, and that is one thing this industry does not do is telling the bad. No. Nope. Ever, ever, ever. No. Nope. They can never be seen as not the perfect shot, not the best hunter, not the most seasoned Everything. It never happens. I think that has a, as much to do with egos as it does with it's more, it's, armchair, it's all, armchair hunters. It's, I think it's armchair two, hunters are, no, are making it worse. It's three things. It's armchair hunters, it's egos, and then it's the, you gotta be able to the, sell the, net, product. the networks won't allow it for TV. They won't even allow you to show a deer that you wounded if you can't prove it's still alive. Yeah. Or if, if you killed it and you can't ever find it, you, like, you can't even use that. So... um that's part of the reason. There's a lot, of, lots of different reasons for that. I agree with you, but um, that one's a tough one to navigate. I think we just got to get away from killing stuff. We got to tell better stories. We hear the words heritage and tradition all the time, and nobody's ever done a good job of telling those stories. Um, Granddaddy's gun. You know, we've heard that one forever. Nobody's ever done a great job of telling that story. There's, and and, and if you're listening and you think, well, all the stories have been told, no, they haven't. There's so many versions and better ways to reinvent the wheel. I mean, even, you know, think about some of your favorite stories. There's better ways to tell them now. Um, okay, let's do this thing. I think I've got a way to do this. Are we going to be able to hear it? Yes. Okay. I've got to set that up real quick in OBS because I did not do that. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to MacBook. So here's that. There's nice. That. And then I've got Screenception. to... I've got to add... An audio capture input. It's like you're here with us. And then I've got to do MacBook Pro. No, not MacBook Pro. Microphone. Um, maybe MacBook Pro microphone. No. 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 It's this. It's no. Cancel. I'm going to figure it out. Standby. It's audio output. So I got to do audio output capture, output capture, and then device. Why is it no device for you? No device for me. Get standby, guys. I'm going to work on this. I promise. Input, but I want the capture, audio oh, capture. I should have saved my sandwich. Now would have been a great time to have a yeah, sandwich. Yeah, it would have been a great time to have a sandwich. Yeah, uh, this is where you have the elevator music. music. Do, 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 do we have like a mascot that can come in and I do like an intermission it show? It doesn't do the... Like a magician. Like a high school Emperor dance capture. team. Can y'all like come in? <laughs> you could fit Let's maybe see. Three. Let's just Let's just test. Let's see if you can. See if you can hear it. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to do some... No. Nope. You only hear that through the computer. Yep. yep. All right. Yep. What so, if... No. What if we hold a microphone? I was going to say, what if we put... Because I mean, we've got four. We these, do have right? four. Give me the fourth one. I'll get it for you, Mike. Don't get a stall a fourth one. Hockey. I mean, that should sync up with the video, right? Yeah, it'll sync up enough. All right. 
here's the video that we're going to critique. Now, do we watch it all the way through? Yes. Okay. I knew that's what you were going to say. Yes. I think my whenever I critique something, I always like to watch it all the way through so I can see exactly what happens because it's, you know, it's hard to reserve judgment or make uh, make any judgments without seeing it the whole way. And then after that, you can kind of talk about some stuff. Okay. So to preface, this video that you are about to watch is... This video we're about to watch is from Nick Merrill. Nick came to our last class, and he sent this to Ryer today or yesterday? Today. And he wants us to, or he wanted Ryer to critique it, but the Ryer asked him, we asked before, if we could do a live critique on the podcast. So this is all of us watching it for the first time. The Cine Lens looks good. You're probably going to have to turn that up. You might have to turn ours off for this first viewing. So there's just no to make echo. sure that there's no echo. All right, guys, so uh, we're going to do some cool things today. We're going to move some hives that we've got from a bunch of swarms and stuff we've caught in other videos. We're going to move those in the mini truck up to Joppa Town. So stay tuned. Let's have a blast. Before we get started, I just want to show you the mini truck that we got for the honeybees. I really think it'll be a great thing for our operation. I really drive the thing around quite a bit. So if you haven't seen these, it's called a Honda Acti. They're full-time four-wheel drive. They're really, really neat trucks. This one's a stick shift and, and really quite incredible. So it's got four-speed, it's got a four-speed transmission, but it also has two low gears. Uh, so it's really, really capable. It's basically like those gators that you see, the little John Deere gators, but it's got heat, AC, and you can drive it on the road. So this one's a 97. They got to be 25 years or older to import them. I found this one on like Facebook Marketplace. So it worked out really well. All the sides on them fold down. And you can actually take them off like an old Jeep door. So you really have a lot of versatility in this. Uh, you can do really anything with it. You'll see it's got all kind of places to hook all kind of stuff too. So it makes it really convenient for moving colonies and all that stuff. Um, it's got a several hundred pound load rating and that kind of thing. I wouldn't hook a trailer to it or anything, but for moving bee boxes and getting the yards, it's perfect. So anyway, just wanted to show you about it. Let's get back to it. here in the bee yard. I'm just going to pick up some colonies. So I've already closed them off last night, uh, pulled their screen bottom boards out. So I got to scrape those off, clean them up. Uh, we'll load these three colonies. And I've got one from the neighbor's yard that was a swarm. Uh, this is actually the third one that I've gotten over there this year. Uh, we documented another one. If you haven't seen that video, be sure to check it out. It was pretty fun. Uh, so we're going to take that one up to Joppa Town too uh, with the mini truck. So we're going to get to it. We're 
all loaded up. We're just taking a few colonies up to Jobstown. We're pretty fortunate that our, our yards are so close that I can take us up to, um, you know, this, this little truck will only get to about 50 mile an hour or so, but it gets 50 miles a gallon. So there's a lot of trade-offs there. Uh, so we're just gonna take, scoot these up there, increase our volume up to the next yard, and uh, hopefully get more honey crop for next year. Pretty stoked. See you there. All right, guys, so we're out here at the Joppatown yard. Uh, we've got our four hives that we're dropping off out here. So these I actually shut last night. One of them, I believe it was this one, was from a swarm that we had in our last video that we posted of us catching swarms. Uh, so that's gonna be a really strong, really good producer for us. I think I've got one, either this one or that one was from a split that I, I did, a walkaway split the other day. So I'm just moving that out here before she starts taking off. Um, they're really just experimental. Um, and yeah, so we're just gonna straighten up things a little bit, move some bees, and make more honey down the road. So we're pretty stoked. I'm just gonna get to it. It's another feature I love about these trucks. These side gates. Oh. Got me. Side gates make it super easy, so that way I'm not lifting things up and over. You just kind of grab it as it is. Rotate it around, and you got a colony. So I'm going to space these out a little bit. We'll get them situated, and then we'll open them up. They've been closed up long enough, I think, to orient correctly. Uh, I don't think we'll have any issues with drift or anything like that. This is the funny part of being a beekeeper. You always find hive tools everywhere because you always lose them. Love that. Another hive tool. <laughs> Get to the main yard, don't know what happened. All right, so we got them placed, it's that easy. 
Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start opening them up. And we'll let the bees fly and let them do their thing. So they've made it to their final destination. We'll turn them into some big colonies this season. All we do to do this on the Happy Maze, which is what I love, is just slide the entrances. The ladies will start coming out, checking things out a little bit. So on the old wooden boxes, I used to have to staple screen to them and all that. And I used to have to rip them off. These Apple Maze just make it so simple now. Uh, so I'm just going to go on down the line and crack our colonies open. So there you have it. We moved hives up to Joptown. Uh, we increased the bee population, and uh, we're going to do pretty good this year with honey collection and all that, nectar and honey. So pretty stoked. The mini truck has made it absolutely fun and wonderful. And uh, people in the community really love just watching it drive and go down the road, too. So there's a, there's a lot of added things uh, that make this truck just so perfect for what we do as a bee operation. So, uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen them, check them out. If you haven't seen our other videos, be sure to check those out. We're really uh, trying to put the best content out we can, some fun stuff that really engages you guys. So if there's anything that you'd like to see, uh, be sure to let me know. Put it in the comments. We, we love hearing from you. We love all the support that we have through all this. And, uh, and yeah, we're pretty excited. So off to the next one. All right, guys. There she is. All right. All right. Well, initial thoughts from you, Ryerstein, since he sent it to you first. Uh, initial thoughts. Uh, I like the thing on the little mini truck. I've been seeing those on my TikTok a lot. And yeah. I've, they're kind of nifty. They're and tiny. I, I know. They're so little. Like, you wouldn't fit in it. Really? No. Oh, they're that small? Yeah. They're uh, really small. I thought it was cool just to see somebody using a mini truck for not just wanting to have a mini really truck. ridiculous car. Because uh, mm -hmm. most people who have mini trucks are just like, oh, look at this weird Japanese truck I can get. Um, I think that um, overall, I think that uh, he does a really good job of uh, making sure that we're getting what's going on, what are we talking about, what are we doing. Uh, I know from watching uh, a couple of videos while he was at the class that um, I think this guy needs a little bit of coaching to really uh, say, hey, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. Um, and I think it looks like he's taken that and, and put it into the video uh, you could definitely tell that he's asking him, what are we doing, what's going on uh, throughout this entire process, uh, which is really good, especially for a video like this where it's supposed to be informational. Um, I think that overall uh, I would like to see uh, some more cutaways and some more close-ups. Uh, and then there was a couple of spots that, were a little awkward transitionally. To me, and was the the first one was the where he gets in the truck, and yeah. like the sound, the song goes out here, like he gets in the he gets in the truck here. Give him give him time to, code too. You're uh, probably gonna have to turn that up. Um, and then just general, I don't like think three minutes. And then I don't think the second, I don't think the second song fits the vibe. It feels a little bit too epic. Yeah. yeah. See, this takes um, too long to develop. I love the bees in the shot, though. The wow. 
Um, the second song, this one. Yeah. This one, yeah, it's a little too epic. Yeah. And what are I your mean, What are your overall thoughts before we start? I, first, going over? first thing is I think he needs you know he needs more B roll and tight shots. Um, I think the guy did a good you know I think he did a good job of coaching him. The guy did a good enough job talking. Um, there's lots of just you know medium to wide shots the whole time. I'd like to see a variety of shots. That transition in the middle was weird to me. Um, I didn't really notice the song, but now that you pointed out, I don't I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, and there was just some awkward, like you said, the awkward transitions. And um, I think that uh, I don't, but this might be a for, for the point of it is to make it, you know, eight plus minutes. But, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of fat in there that could be trimmed out. A lot of repeating in the dialogue. Yeah, could have been, could have been, you know, if it's eight minutes, it could have been five minutes. Um, the problem with that, like, toe with YouTube is, a lot of the times, to meet whatever algorithm they have set, videos have to be, they don't have to be, but they do better at a certain length. Yeah, like 10 to 15 minutes is right. what I've heard, but right. like, you know. Make sure they can hear us on OBS. Can they not? Somebody said they can't. Can y'all not hear us? Now I think they can. Oh, when we go to that, they can't hear us. You probably have to make a audio. I got to go back to scene, huh? Uh, so we're gonna have to redo our thoughts. All right. Well, let's add in. We'll add in audio input here. We'll just add that in so they can see what we're talking about. All right. So go. now you should be All able right. to hear us on OBS. Okay. So we'll we'll go back to uh, what we were talking about before. Thank you, Broken Straw Media. Uh, he pointed it out. Because we can hear ourselves in here. That's why we, yeah, couldn't, yeah. we didn't know. Sorry, um, OBS is weird. So my general thoughts overall, uh, I said this. I think it's neat that he's talking about the little mini truck. Um, I thought that was cool. Um, I think there's uh, a lot of good shots in there uh, that I liked. Um, I think that Nick did a good job of producing his talent. Um, I, I can tell that he's making sure that uh, the guy tells him, uh, here's what we're doing, here's where we're at, here's what we're going to be doing uh, the whole time. Uh, I think they had maybe three different locations and, and a couple of different things that they were doing. And so um, I can tell he did a good job with producing that. And especially for this kind of video, I think that's really important. Um, so as far as like the information goes, I think uh, he did a really good job getting all of the stuff for it. Uh, I think that overall uh, critiques, I would say I would like to see um, some more cutaways, some more kind of medium and tight shots, especially as he's doing stuff. Um, there's a couple awkward transitions to me that we can talk about more in depth in a second. And then um, I didn't feel like the second song matched the quote-unquote vibe. It felt a little too epic to me. Uh, especially because he's driving kind of a mini truck around. Uh, so I think that that didn't quite match the vibe personally. Um, but overall, I think it was a good video. It kept me interested. Uh, and uh, I I don't know how anybody works with bees like that all the time. I would feel like I would get stung. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those are my overall thoughts. I mean, there's a couple nitty-gritty stuff in there that I – want to talk about a little bit but let's go over all thoughts first yeah mine was he needed more tight shots there's a lots of mediums and wides 
or like not even really. I mean, I, you can see the whole body, so technically they're wides, I guess. Um, like seeing more of those. I don't know if the re, there's a purpose for it being eight minutes or if you wanted it that long, but, you know, this video could have been five minutes-ish. Um, you know, you could have montaged through the driving sequences faster. We could have gotten, there's a lot of repeats in the dialogue that could have been cut out, especially with some B-roll. You could have really sped it up. Um, but overall, I mean, it was shot well. That You could definitely see that warp stabilizer on the walk-around, uh, the walk-around of the truck, which, I mean, we're getting into specifics. But, um, you know, it was it was cool. I think he did a good job of producing his talent again. Um, and, uh, you know, makes you want to spank him in his truck around for sure. Clay? You already said everything I was going to say. Okay. What's the nitty-gritty stuff you want to talk about? So, nitty-gritty, I think um, – the first thing I saw was the warp stabilizer. Yes, first yeah. thing I saw too. I think too, especially, and this is just a stylistic thing for me. Um, I always like to find, I always like to find reasons to sometimes bring in the style of another genre or do something a little different to spice things up. I think that here, especially, I think there's a little bit of uh, like a fun comedic value you can add with the mini truck. I think especially when he says. Uh, hey, here's a mini truck. I think you could do like a cool uh, one, like styled like one of those over the top car uh, car show off videos, like Tokyo drift style with all the swoosh transitions and stuff. I think that might have been a fun way to show off. Yeah, he uh, kind of did that. I mean, yeah, he kind of did that a little bit here. I think just you could even punch it up just a little bit more to really kind of grab that style and make it fun. Um, but even even like those cutaways, those are those are wa- super wides. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see some like tights and you know the wheels and all kinds of stuff about the truck. Um, and I think that that could be a fun like little stylistic thing to do. If obviously if the guy is cool with that, you know he may not be. Uh, some of this stuff is, uh, you know, whether or not the guy who's commissioning these videos wants that. Um, the the some of the Gimbal work on those shots was a little shaky. You could definitely see kind of that uh, wavy warp stabilizer on there. Um, you got to talk to Clay about that. I'm terrible. I don't with know gimbals, if that is a gimbal. So it looks like handheld. It's to me. probably oh. handheld with warp stabilizer on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it was handheld, the only thing I would suggest there is maybe film it in like a 60 or 90. So you got that little slow motion to uh, to slow it down, um, and then. Like some of some of the stuff where he's just kind of working, I'd, again, I'd like to see some tight shots, uh, a variety of different shots there. And move your feet, like you, know, you kind of stood in the same spot the whole time, like kind of chase him around a little bit. I think the advantage of a gimbal, he's moving a little bit is there, but. to really be able to do dynamic movements. So if you've got the gimbal on, you know, trying to do some of those dynamic movements with it, and then trying to get the tights of his hands on the hives and setting it down and picking it up and wide shots of him uh, in his environment and like tights of hands and eyes and latches and clasps and the ropes and the little stuff. Some macro shots of also, these would have been cool. Yes. Also, to be fair, if Nick's not ha- doesn't have a bee suit on, I don't know how close he can get. He he's, I, he said he's been filming in a bee suit and he said it's oh, difficult. Okay. Oh, I yeah. want to say um, so. Yeah. And sure. then, again, some of this is, you know, is the guy... Does he want to wait for is he cooperative? Nick to do all that stuff? Yeah. Is he going to pick up and set down? You know, I've never worked with bees, so I don't know like yeah. how much you can 
redo stuff. But that's coming in, you know, you got to be able to have that conversation before you get out and film too. Like how much latitude do we have? Mm-hmm. Or also like was the dude, you know, I don't know if Nick got paid for this, but the dude pay Nick a day rate. And the guy was like, yeah, all right, if you're going to be here for a day, we're getting seven videos. Today. Yeah. That's so the did, worst. did he have to, did he have to pop out seven videos? And this is the most that he could do with seven videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of that stuff is like, maybe he just didn't have the opportunity. I mean, it happens to us all the time. Uh, we'd like to get 4,000 shots and the person's like, film it once, get what you get. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I like this drone shot a lot where you can see the bees I liked like it. buzzing up to it. It was just an awkward it. transition. I liked mm-hmm. the shot a lot. How would you smooth that out? Well, so it's, that the it's, mu- it's the music. Yeah. The music going to nothing, and then it comes in kind of without a purpose right here. I mean, it cuts off, which is cool, and then, like, I'd have that as soon as that door closes, like the cool song comes in or something. It just comes in awkwardly, and the song beginning's awkward. Like, it just... I didn't like the feel of that. But that's, I mean, I think there's that's a super easy fix, just moving your song around, picking a better song, and, like, timing it to the door shutting or something, you know, cutting to your music a little bit better. Yep. Um, I think for this drone sequence, um, a little bit more shot variety there, just generally. I liked when he came by with, like, the drive-by shot. Yeah. yeah. I think some more drive-by shots or in-the-cab shots would have been cool. Like you said, if those things are super, super yeah, he's, small, he might is not. He, I want to know if that shot sped up or not because he looks like he's freaking zooming I right know. there. I he's like that shot. Flying by. Could have done but a little. If you're in the cab. Yeah, 100% could have. If you're in the cab, I mean like hand on the steering wheel, eyes. Yeah, he gets whatever, one shot yeah. inside the truck, which yeah. is this one right here. Yeah, and I would have liked a couple more. It's a right side drive too, which is weird. Again, Can you imagine shifting with your left hand? I thought about I thought about that uh, like if you go to Europe, the clutch is still on the same side though. Yeah. That's weird. But the stick, yeah, they you gotta do get left it together. They just need to get it together. Technically, get it together. Technically, they have it. First. No, I think we no. had vehicles first, Henry uh-huh. Ford and such. Yeah, so um, we win again. Again, if it was me, just uh, I'm giving you random style advice of things that I would do, not knowing at all what you guys were had talked about style wise. So take it worth a grain of salt. For me, again, because it's like a Japanese mini truck, I probably would have done like a Tokyo Drifts type of <laughs> montage of him getting to the place. Of course, and just totally would've. overdone it because yeah, I think it's entertaining. It would selfishly that would be fun for me. But I you would add have fun making but it. But yeah, you add value. But to it adds a, a little flavor. Yeah, to you it. add a little flavor to a you know normally mundane situation. And, and to be fair, and I, I mean, I think it's it. The guy maybe doesn't want to be really jokey about the fact that it's a Japanese mini truck, um, so. You know, maybe that was off the table, and he wants to be serious about it. But add, add a good power slide or a donut in there in this Tokyo drift. <laughs> to, um, to be fair, though, we get sent these a lot of times, and people are filming in sixty or one twenty, or they're sh- uh, shooting stuff super hot, like the exposure's off. So as far as like the actual technicalities go, yes. it looks like it's shot and exposed and everything correctly. And maybe from now on, we need to ask like what that the looks par- sped up though. It was. We yeah, need to maybe act, get a little background. Well, yeah, like what we you know. Did it need to be a certain time length? Was it yeah. for a client? Was it for yeah. a buddy? How much time did you have? Because that you know that's our fa- commission. Yeah, that factors a lot into what you get out of it. You know, because you know that's what one of my biggest pet peeves was asking somebody about. Um, you know the uh, you know the budget for a project, and they think and they want to know how much that I want to know how much money I'm going to make. Is like no, how cool can we make this? How much time can we spend on it? Um, and I think that's what it comes down to. For a good video, it's how much time can you spend on it. 
Yeah. And how willing of a host do you have? Mm -hmm. Which this guy seemed like he was really willing. He seemed comfortable on camera. Anytime I see somebody talking with their hands, usually that they're pretty confident on camera. That's usually a good rule of thumb is when somebody's confident enough to talk with their hands. I I could see his microphone too. That bothered me, but it it is what it is. Pick it up. It's right. It's right there on his. It's the. It's got. He's got the magnet on it. Oh, the DJI. Yeah. See, I didn't notice it. I noticed it. It bothered me. Um, but hey, I'm 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 a weirdo. Yeah. Um, and again, I think too. I always tell people this um, when they ask me to review stuff: is one, I'm going to be subjective about it. Two, uh, I'm looking at it from the point of view of Ryer, the professional videographer, video editor who I'm very OCD, I'm very uh, perfectionist, and I'm going to notice a lot of stuff um, because I'm in the industry. I do it for a living. Uh, 90% of your audience is never going to notice half of what we've pointed out. So, yeah. you know, you keep that in mind as well. Um, yeah, I had a, our instructor at CrossFit this morning asked me if I could. Oh, she's, CrossFit? She's got 36. There it is. There it is. He's starting. He's that guy. He's starting. She's got 36. Hey, why don't you tell everybody about your workout the other day, huh? She's got 36 <laughs> videos that have been sent in by friends and family of her daughter. Her daughter's graduating. Oh, God. And they average from 30 seconds to three and a half minutes. And she wanted to know if she could send them all to me to edit together, like, for her daughter, like, as a graduation present. I was like, no, I can't do it. She said, she said, why I'll pay you? I was like, because I just, I mentally cannot edit. You think about it, 36 I videos. I think she just wants to put in a timeline and put together. Yeah, but I can't do that. 36, it take you five minutes. 36 minutes of, of cell phone footage vertically of people talking. I can't do it. Oh, You, you don't even have to watch it. You no. literally lay in the timeline, set it in an outpoint next for it. I couldn't do it. Oh, my God, Clay. It would take you five minutes. It it's would take you point. longer to start the project. But it would than give it would me edit. years of mental strain. Oh, my God. I think overall, Nick, great video. Uh, the takeaways for me are uh, you might need to work on some of the transitions a little bit, scene to scene, uh, and I'd like to see a little bit more, uh, some more cutaways, and maybe a little bit more pizzazz. Something pizzazz. to did you something, ju- did something, you just salt bay? You, yeah, you did something something to kind of break up the talking segment, and then like a little. Something fast into another talking segment. Maybe a little graphic in there. Yeah. Maybe some, you know, like like a, a freeze frame with like a information on how much honey these bees will create or how many bees are in the hive. I got or, no idea how to freeze frame. I couldn't tell you. Never done it. Clay. <laughs> he probably hasn't done it. He, I, he never knows have, I never have done it. There's literally a button that you hit it. And Is it a quick key? It's no. A, if so, I probably changed it, it. Well, there is a quick, quick key, but it's a right, you right click. Oh, I had no idea. I can show you later if you want to know. Um, Clay, you shouldn't tell people that. But yeah, overall, I had a guy, overall I had, very, very solid is, video. This is funny. We're going off the rails, Nick. It was a good video. Yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, Nick. I had a guy email in looking for, he's looking to hire somebody. And he's like wanting to know if we had anybody from our classes. And to hire? I, to hire, yeah. Oh, okay. And he, um, which happens all the time if you want to come to our classes, by the way. You can put on the super exclusive he sent me, suggestions list. If I was you're like, cool. "Do you have a salary?" He <laughs> sent me the salary. It was abysmal, and I said, "What skill set are you wanting these can people you say to have?" No, I don't want to say abysmal it. high or abysmal low. Abysmal low. Oh, he sent a. Li- he Do you sent- not know what abysmal means? No. <laughs> Play. 
He sent a job description. It's bad. It means horrible. He sent a job description of someone who has to be able to do everything. Shoot, edit, podcast, you know, do all, you know, this, this laundry list, this whole page. And I'm like, okay. I was like, there's not one single person in our, in our office that can do all of that. We collectively can do all of that. I was like, to find one person that can do all of that is going to cost you a lot of money. And I was like, and they're not going to do all of those things well. Or timely. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's the state of, the, the state of expectations of somebody wanting a content creator right now is, is crazy. I think it's annoying that people expect that because I'm tired of doing all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's some parts of the video, pro- I do them. I would love to just hand it to somebody. Reels? You yeah. do. You hand me reels. Real, any sort I of graphics. Clay, I reels. <laughs> any, any, any type of graphics. Like, if I could just put a placeholder that was like, Graphics graphic here. of this here. Uh, call me. I'll tell you what I want. Like, that's what I want to do. Today, I had to make a little intro graphic thing. It took you all day, didn't it? Well, not really. But we're doing other stuff in between. Uh, I wish I could not have to do that at all. Uh, show opens and intros. I don't like doing those. I don't mind those. I don't like them that much. You only like long form. You have no, no <laughs> desire whatsoever true. to be hypey or. That's not true. I do like hype stuff. I just. When's the last hype thing you edited? The real. That wasn't even hype though. That was long form. Like, when's the next like last like thirty second to one minute like hit you in the mouth thing that you've done? The Bergara release videos this time last year. Yeah. And then I, have I wouldn't the, even consider those hit you in the mouth. The baseball. And the baseball. That's but to be why. fair, we don't get a lot of hypey stuff to do. Yeah, true. All right. So a lot of the thirty second to one minute stuff gets pulled out of our long long form stuff that we don't film to be hypey. But I will say like I do form. I do enjoy it like I do enjoy the story part a lot more. Yeah. I'm definitely know. more of a As do I. So like if one of you guys wants to get really good at after effects, you should do it. Because if given a choice of like more skills to learn I've after effects. Are we, are we looking, brains are we looking for days. a graphics person? To yeah. Do? All right. So if anyone out there is good in after effects. After effects? Good in after effects? He said after effects, he did. didn't he? We'll okay. run it back. Okay. We'll run it. If what anyone is, it? Well, well, yeah. is we'll good in after effects, get a hold of If Caleb. you're abysmal yeah. at after effects, the good abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I don't talk on the podcast. Oh, God. You just got to say the right words. Yeah. Or, or words, stick to words that I you don't, know. In the words of Charles Barkley, I don't spoke too good. <laughs> it's true. Here's the deal, though, Clay, is I know a lot of people that do this, and I do this, but you guys don't catch it because you don't. You say big words that you know no one else means, and it well, makes I you sound Well, I say a big smarter. word that I've heard somewhere in context before, and I think I know what it means. Yeah, you do that you when you get mad. You can't do that because I'll, I'll catch listen, you. You can't do that. I'll catch you. When we start attacking you... That's when you start using big words. All you can, but then I know exactly what they mean. Just I know listen, exactly what I'm just saying. Just listen, listen to Brothers uh, Karmazov, and there's lots of big words. Who? Brothers Karmazov or whatever that that book I'm reading or was reading. Are you reading it? No. Listen what you, to it. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of big words. I'm like, good God. They're throwing in big words just for the sake of big I was like, I wanted to call Ryder when they said a word today. I'm like, you don't even know what this word means. <laughs> yeah, get your money's worth that yeah. at $14.99. He's just like, dude, they're just – Figuring out ways to put in big words. I'm like, this is ridiculous. They said probably a couple of times. And Caleb yeah, was like, that's, that's one it. syllable over All the right. limit. That's it. We're an hour 19 into this. All right, guys. Peace.